Good morning. Welcome to the Truth About Real Estate podcast. Today we have Lindsay Phillips here. Uh, she is the CEO of Smooth Sailing Business Growth, a content marketing and consultation business. She's a serial entrepreneur and proud owner of Smooth Business Podcasting and Real Estate Investor Marketing. She's been featured on you know CNBC, MSN, NBC, Fox, and published in Home Service Magazine. Thanks so much, Lindsay, for being on the show. We're so happy to have you here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, so we want to you know start off and get to know more about you. How did you get started into you know real estate in, um, in podcasting and helping um, people out there? I um, yeah, I used to have my own business uh, many moons ago, um, exporting vehicles to the states. Oddly enough, from Canada, I live in Canada, um, and then you know worked for other people, and then I just decided that I want to you know, be my own boss again and carve my own time. And so I started out in the VA business and had a part-time job. I was a VA at the same time, burning the candles at both ends. And then I jumped in with both feet and had a VA firm. And then it morphed and I niched down to content marketing. And I just love the creativity of it and being able to express yourself and help people and give them information um, and it was working really, really well with my clients. So zeroed in on that, got into podcasting and um, I just love connecting with different people and you can learn so much from the people that you, like I did interview shows for a while and um, you just learn so much and it, you could just create your authority, your credibility, increase your exposure so much faster with podcasting. And um, again, as my business grew, just kind of connected with more with real estate investors and helping them um, grow their business through content marketing. And just, yeah, it just kind of grew. I just started attracting more and more real estate investors for whatever reason and had more connections. And I've speaking, spoken on different events and such. Um, and I just found like investors like I couldn't even be an investor because there's way too much to know. You guys are in like your zone. You totally know all this legal stuff. Um, but then you don't know marketing, right? And you can't be expected to know both things. So that's totally cool. And just found that a lot of real estate investors just really struggled with marketing and like how to stand out and how to boost their authority. Um, so, yeah, I love it. I think uh, content marketing, you know, it definitely goes into play within real estate and any in any business, right? Like you have to be out there, you have to create a real mm -hmm. audience and have the attention out there to, you know, gain your influence, to provide value and to share that knowledge. Without content marketing, it gets really tough because, you know, for example, in business, you, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, you're only you can only wear so many hats and to do yeah sales to do marketing to do your finance your legal um accounting everything part of it is so much work right so it is nice to have you know people like you who have that influence out there already and who focus on social media content marketing adding value to any specific industry and doing that but i think with content marketing you know the more you can share the more value you provide i think the more people will come see you and want to learn more about you right Agreed. And it's funny because some people just fear like, oh, I'm giving too much away. I'm like, I don't want to, you know, my secrets of how I do things or how I get more leads or how I close more deals or, you know, how I find the notes, like whatever it may be, like, don't keep that to yourself, like help others. And I find that the more that you share, 
Um, and the more tips that you share, um, strategies, your success points, um, people will see you as the expert. They will see you like, oh man, they know what they're talking about. I'm going to go and do a joint venture with them, or I'm going to partner with them on, or I'm going to get them to help me, you know, up my real estate investing game. Um, because really you can give so many tips, but will they actually do it themselves? You're no. right. No, I, I could give so many tutorials on like how to use Canva and make beautiful graphics. But 10 bucks says there's like 2% of those people that'll actually take it and apply it. They're like, ooh, that's pretty. I love what she does. Everything is branded and gorgeous. Can you please do that for me? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's kind of like the 80-20 rule, but it's really 97-3. Yeah, know, yeah. It's, it's all about the execution, and the hardest part is executing. You can totally. give everything away. And to be honest, everything's on Google. You can Google search anything you want to find in life, but it's all about executing and doing it is the challenge that most people just don't have the time busy don't know how yeah. to do it don't want to do it right don't want to do it that's the key right like you got to yeah. think about what your time is worth like if you are a real estate investor and you're like hustling to do all those deals like think about how what your roi is on those deals and so if you took your time away from that and started like making graphics writing a blog you know doing the back editing a podcast like all of a sudden like you're going to lose out on that ROI and those deals, like focus where the money is for you and then pay less money for someone and who's an expert on it. And you don't have to figure out the tech just to get it all done for you for sure. And I think that challenge is for entrepreneurs. I think that challenge is becoming a entrepreneur to becoming a business owner and taking the part of learning how to be a leader and learn how to delegate and to actually mm -hmm. think of yourself as that. Hey, I need to focus on my core skills, my what I'm best at and increase my dollar per hour value. Yes. right? And to delegate the rest of it out where, yeah, I can, I might be a jack of all trades, but at the same time, I really shouldn't be doing that. I should really learn to hire, to delegate. I and I think the challenge is learning who to hire, when to hire, yeah and how to make sure they're doing it the way you want them to do it. It might not be perfect. There's no 100% per person who's going to do it exactly no. the way you want it. And you have to learn that. And that takes time. and takes training to learn to delegate. I know. And I am, I will highly admit that I'm a control freak and I'm totally type A. <laughs> and some of my clients call me a taskmaster. <laughs> nice. Um, but it's like, and even I do things in my own business. And then I'm like, wait, why am I doing this? <laughs> One of my team members needs to do it. It's hard to get out of that habit. Um, but if you're always like in the back of your mind, like what is my time worth? Like, and this sort of relates, but I even remember like, I'm like, oh, I should hire a cleaning lady, right? Like, but you're so used to doing things like whatever it is yourself. And then I was like, okay, if, if it takes me or my family so many hours to do X, Y, Z, I could be spending that time doing something I love or like, you know, that is revenue generating. And then I'm going to pay them like really a pittance compared to my hourly value to get that done and take that stress off my shoulders. I'm like, a light bulb went off. I'm like, hell's yes. <laughs> and I haven't looked back. And same with like with my team. It's like, why am I doing this? No, give it to them. And then I can focus on things that I love and things that are going to generate more revenue. It's a mind shift, uh, mind shift because, for totally. example, it's really hard. Even I know even some um, top level VP at Salesforce, they're still washing their own dishes, and 
the reason might be comfortability. The reason might be just it just relaxes them. I, I get I totally get that part of it. Yeah. yeah at the totally. same time, the dollar per hour is like, why are you doing this? Like I know. I the news. One, Bill Gates says it. Yeah. He watches, Bill and Melinda Gates wash their own dishes, but they say they do that for relaxation to be together and That's just to have fine. a conversation while doing it. I get that, but for the other ones like us who don't want to do it, why are we still doing it? I know. Yeah. I totally agree. And it's funny because um, I remember uh, speaking with someone, and it was even a simple thing like. I wish I had Friday afternoons off, like, and just not work, right? And just relax, run errands, whatever. And they're like, you're the owner of your own business. Why don't you? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, why don't I? And it's just that mindset, right? Like, you think of all the things that you should be doing or like, per- you know, perception and, or you just get like, I'll go on autopilot and you get used to doing stuff. It is. And I think that was that book called Life by Design. Yes. We really need to design our lives based on what we really want and to learn the mindset shift of, you know, focusing on what's of real value, what's of importance, family, money, time. What do you really need in your personal life? And it's challenging, too, because sometimes your personal uh, goals might not be the same as your partner's personal goals. True. And that's hard, too, because if they say, hey, I want to wash dishes, I want to save $10. But if you're worth $100 an hour, why are you saving $10? Well, oh, I know. Personal personality <laughs> thing. Well, she doesn't agree or he doesn't agree, right? Yeah. And it's funny with going that too, I find that a lot of people are like automatically, oh, I need a VA. And then they hire a VA, but then they're like, I don't even know what to give them to do. I just know I need help and I know I need one. And then also like, is that VA like a generalist? Like, are they really going to be able to help you, you know, with your bookkeeping? Are they going to be able to help you with Facebook ads? Are they going to understand enough about content marketing or how to, you know, produce or and promote a podcast. It's like you're you're you really need to think about what it is that you need support with and find an expert in that thing because they're going to deploy it so much faster. You're going to save money and things are going to be done right and they're also going to be optimized to get a higher ROI out of it. Yeah, I think that's a really important uh, key distinction for our VAs is like, how do I hire a VA? And the fact is, what do I want them to do? And I think mm-hmm. a lot of agents out there in real estate, even investors, like, how do I find the right person to do what I want when I don't know what I want? And yeah. I think the reason being is that they haven't distinguished what they're, they know it, but they haven't distinguished it on paper. For example, hey, I'm best utilized at this. And just imagine like a T-bar. Everything on the left is what you do. Sales, networking, calls, and everything with that side. Everything else that's not dollar revenue generating, that's worth your time, should be delegated. Now you know your list. Basically yeah. everything. 99% should not be by you. Then you need to find the person. You know What's cost effective? What makes sense? What can I easily delegate and learn? Yeah. And the first part of learning is trying. And most people don't try because they're scared. I'm losing $10. Don't think of it as a I loss. Know. Yeah, think what of are it you going to gain? What are you going to gain from it? Exactly. It's an investment to your business, right? If I can gain that one hour back, I'm going to save $90, $200, whatever, right? And that's a challenge of why aren't they trying? But they're not trying because no one has showed them how to do it. They haven't executed and learned themselves how to do it. And that takes time, right? That's true. The other thing too is um, I find with certain industries and real estate investing is one of them is that, okay, they want to close more deals. They want to find more buyers. They want to find more sellers. And so the instant knee jerk reaction is, oh, I need to do Facebook ads. And oh man, does that eat up dollars? And But they may not even have like um, the infrastructure 
or the marketing foundation to be able to do those things effectively and not waste money. It's like, do you have your messaging dialed in? Do you have your branding on point? Um, do you fully understand your avatar that you even want to target and what language to say to them? Um, and then also like, are you, um, do you have that sense of credibility and authority in your space? And then also like, do you even have a, an, uh, a bit of a sales funnel in place, like a lead magnet, the next step, um, a strategy call, um, a product, a coaching program, whatever it may be. Like, it's funny. They just like, oh, I need more leads. I need to go do Facebook ads. But you do need um, like a sales funnel. You need to have your messaging, branding, content that sets you up for success. And a lot of people miss those big pillars. Um, and they just want to like jump to the Facebook ads because they see everybody else doing it. It's the fastest, easiest way. And, you know, Zillow and everyone else sells it to you. Like, hey, you can get a, lot of, get a lot of leads. You're going to pay thousands of dollars to get a lot of leads that you're not going to close because you don't have a funnel. You don't, you can't follow up fast enough. Totally. You don't have content. You don't have value. I think one good thing I did see before uh, a while back online is like when you look at the sales funnel and if the funnel is going downwards, right? Yeah. The, the bottom is the core leads, the relationships and everything. But then someone talked about you should actually flip it upside down. It should start from the top downwards, right? And the top being your core, your VIP clients, your relationships. Focus on the quality, the content, the value there. Build the foundation now. And as you grow, then when you get to the near end of it, you can add lead generation in because you have a full funnel to, to scale it. Yes, that's a great point. And it's all coming down to like knowing what your sales funnel is. And, and people are like sales funnels. Oh my God, it's so complicated. And there's like you know, I got to have all these lead magnets and products. And if they don't do this, do this. But it's like, you can have like, the simplest funnel is like a lead magnet to get them into your e-list. As long as you're emailing them and nurturing them and building a relationship and showing, you know, giving them tips and stuff. And then just asking for a strategy call or to hop on the phone with them. It doesn't and then just build from there. Like it doesn't have to be complicated. I think a lot of people want to just hop, uh, they want to get the leads in, but they also don't want to take the calls or do the calls because they're busy. And they are, I think some people are afraid of when they start putting content out there that people will actually call them and they don't know what to say, or they don't know how to add value back. So it's just that mindset shift of, Hey, you're here, yeah. you're, you're a salesperson. You might be an expert. You just need to show your value and build that content, build a relationship, start, yeah. especially with video marketing and podcasting getting them to hear you, to like you, to want to work with you, yes. and just providing value. And that's all it is, providing value. And you either need, need my services or not. I'm not selling you anything. I'm just providing educational value. Yes, to you. That's, that's exactly right. And you said a key word in there, um, Matthew, and it was relationships. And for me, um, I some people think, oh, content marketing, it's a nice to have. It's not a need to have. But it is a need to have because content marketing not only sets you up as an authority and has that credibility factor um, and gets you more visibility. But the key thing is here that you use content to build relationships with more people. And um, so you're giving them value. You're giving them tips and you're seeding, you know, what you do and and they're like oh i want to be like you or i want you to help me and bring them down that funnel but like you know think about the emails that go out like you said videos mm. podcasting blogs i mean you don't have to do it all and go crazy but if you focus on something and you're connecting with people and actually have and think of it 
like as conversations. If you're having conversations with people through your social media, through your emails, videos, DMs, whatever it may be, that is going to drive um, your conversions forward. I think so too. A lot of things that we do when we're coaching agents and showing them what's been working and even Tom Ferry and other coaches talk about it is that, you know, video marketing is number one in 2021, especially even 2020. And back in the days, video marketing should be at the forefront and podcasting as well, because like you mentioned, it's all about relationship and the scalability of it. The fact is if I do it one video, I might just show one to one, for example, but that video might be reshared. It might go viral, for example, even mm -hmm. though that's really hard. The fact is that vi one video is scalable to one to 100 one to 1000 one to a million you don't know but the fact that it's out there and it's out there forever yeah. is ever, it's green right so the fact is that you can always reshare this and the great way i use it example is that if i made a video about like for example like how to get a loan that video can be used so many times so many different ways and i can explain sections by sections but if someone asks me in the future that question i can just link them to the video and totally. they can see me talking to them about Time it saver. It's a huge time saver. So when people start realizing that, they're like, okay, oh, wow, that makes total sense. Why am I doing one-to-one -one when I can go to one to a thousand, right? So the time okay. saver there is really important. But the part of hard part about it is being scared to do it, to execute and do the video, to do the podcast. I know. And it is scary. I remember when I started doing videos and podcasts and I was scared crapless. Like I was like shaking in my boots. Like it's hard. And, but you just got to know, like the first few that you do, they're going to suck. You can just them later, but you yeah. got to start somewhere. And the other thing is, is that it, and I still have a hard time with this with live Facebooks. I have to admit, it makes me kind of like, <laughs> um, but I can do podcast episodes and be on stage and do, you know, whatever up the yin yang. It's like a mindset thing, right? If you think, okay, I'm going to talk to one person and if I can help one person, then that's all I care about. And then not thinking like, what if people are watching me and all that kind of stuff? You can get so caught up. It can like trip you right up. But if you just think, okay, if I can just help one person, then then you're golden. And you just got to be authentic. Like don't try to be someone that you're not. doesn't have to be like beautiful and studio. And you just got to be yourself. And people see that people see that. They do. And I, I noticed that works too, because some of our agents, when we're teaching them, they're like, I never done video. I've been in business for 10, 14 years. And then when they did the first video, just on their cell phone, they got a listing the same day and they're like, well, this works. Why I don't know. I do this more? And then they hesitate again for another month, another three months. They don't do it again. No. And again, and then it works again. They're like, it's still the mindset shift of, I, I just know. Need to do it. And I don't like the way I sound. I don't like the way I look. I, know. Bad. I don't want to edit anything, but like, you know how much money you just made from that? You know how much totally. you just helped? Because you're connecting with someone authentically. Exactly. And it's really, especially in 2021 with COVID going on, how are you connecting them? Are you texting them, totally. calling them, emailing them? Like this is the best way to have conversations with you, with everyone who's yeah. watching, everyone out there who replays the videos forever. It's so much easier. And I've got a really great tip. So you kind of touched upon how, you know, you do a video, but you can use it for different reasons, right? Like, and you have to consider it as an asset, a marketing asset. So a really great tip is if you go live on Facebook and you use an app called repurpose.io, it will push it to uh, YouTube automatically. And then you can optimize it, you know, in your YouTube channel. 
And then it'll also strip the audio in case you want to use it for a podcast episode. But repurpose.io also has the ability to um, integrate with another system, have the captions on it, and also flip it so that it is the size for like Instagram, like the long version for Instagram IGTV. So then you can download it and it's already branded and upload it into IGTV. And you can also like make like the shorter square one to use for other platforms. Um, And then you can transcribe it, pull little snippets out and make social media posts. So you can take that one video, go live on Facebook to get like the stupid Facebook algorithms, but then you can leverage it and use it in so many different ways. You can put it on like a WordPress post, put a whole bunch of content around it. Like, you could leverage the hell out of it just for one piece. That's amazing too. And that's so I think Gary Vaynerchuk said, like when you make, make one document video, you can repurpose it 36 different t- ways totally. if you really think about it. And that value alone is so much greater than one call, text, one email, and that you can reuse this forever. I know. And then you're not banging your head against the wall. Like, what am I going to post on IGTV tomorrow? What am I going to post on social? What email am I going to send my peeps? Like, you can just take that one piece and use it so many different ways. So people are like, Hey, Lindsay, like, I don't have time to do any of this. How, <laughs> how do you, how do you help me do this? Because I just want to focus on uh, sales. I just want to focus on calling people and meeting people. I don't want to do any of this content marketing. How do you help? So uh, generally speaking, and we obviously have different packages and different services, whether they want to launch uh, and produce a podcast, or again, they want to do videos and leverage the hell out of that content then we just create a plan and we do strategy calls as well because we don't want to do things for the sake of doing things we want to make sure that it fits into their strategy and their plan right like who is your avatar like what if your avatar doesn't watch videos but they only listen to podcasts then you don't want to waste your time doing all these videos so you really have to understand um your avatar who you want to attract to make sure that you're putting out the right kind of content, that the topics that you're even going to talk about or do are anything that your avatar cares about um, so that you know exactly what type of content to do. And then also making sure that when you are putting out content, is it going to drive people through your sales funnel? So you want to make sure that you have those call to actions. What is their natural next step? Do you have the back end to support all those things? Um, I mean, I know I just opened up a can of worms, but I don't (laughs) want to, you know what I mean? But I don't want to be like, oh, yes, let's create all this content when it's not going to bring you that ROI. It's not going to attract the type of leads that you want. It it needs to fit into your whole plan. You know what I mean? So we do take that whole plan into consideration, but we also prioritize. It's like, yeah, you need to get some video and content. Let's do this for now. Let's build these things. And then we'll ramp it up so that it's all connected and it all makes sense. And it's all moving towards your, your common goal. Um, so we kind of, we don't, we're not doers. We like, we want to make sure it's cohesive and intentional. And I think a lot of part about that is that in, in real estate, especially as agents wise, there's no direct company who's teaching you how to build all this foundation out mm-hmm. to say, Hey, here's step one to step hundred. Here's every level. Here's every foundation you need to build up to, to the doing that full at a full scale. And then they need to realize, okay, I need to take this one step at a time. I hope I have a coach, a mentor, a team leader to coach me, but really they have to start with themselves figuring out their target market. And most agents say my targets, everyone, that's not true. Uh, it's not yeah. everyone, you know, and, and I thought that same way even in my business, I'm like, I don't want to turn anyone away. 
But honestly, as soon as I niche my business down mm -hmm. um, and actually started saying no to the things that I didn't want, mm -hmm. my business blew up within like two months. I was like, oh my God, now what? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like niching down is like your best friend because you want to be the expert in the thing, whatever that may be. Exactly. I think that's like, um, you know, like uh, Apple CEO, when they talked about how to say no to everything pretty much so that way you can focus on the one thing and that yeah. one thing will make you so much better and so much more niche that you can help your clients even better to become the best at that one thing. Right. I know. And it's so hard to, it, it is hard to do that and to say no, mm -hmm. but um, even I'll give an example. So I had um, a real estate investing um, client and the language on their website was like, you know, multifamily and um, yeah, what are they like, uh, mo not motorhomes, RV parks uh, and like wholesaling. And, you know, I used to do fix and flip and it was like, but then someone goes to your site and it's like they're confused. Right. Whereas like, like, OK, let's and then also finding out like those things are OK. Like, but I love this and this, I make the most money out of. It's easy. There's something to be said for that. Right. Mm -hmm. So sure. You can do all the other things, but does it make business sense and does it make you happy? So, and then narrowing it down becomes so much easier. So then the language um, on your website is all filtering. Like people go there and they're like, yes, that's me they're filtering into the one, like, here's the lead capture to like solve your problem and then book a call. And it's like leads, they just grow from that versus people going to your, your site and then feeling just kind of confused and that you're not speaking their language, so to speak. And then marketing yourself and knowing what to talk about and your call to actions, it just becomes so much easier. And you feel like you don't have an identity crisis, which is always good. <laughs> That's really true. Yeah. The confusion, your messaging has to be cohesive so that way you don't create confusion about what you do, how you help yeah. them. Uh, specific niches help a lot more in identifying uh, clients. And yeah, it will it'll definitely grow bigger and faster. And people will always talk about you. Hey, he's the go-to expert. You want to learn about investing multi-unit syndications, yeah. uh, talk to them. They'll show you the way, right? Or if another syndicator does everything, well, I don't know how focused is he, is he really on this one area versus this area, right? What do they really know compared to this expert who's doing it full time? I know. And another thing is that I find that some people are afraid to embrace their past and who they are. Um, there was a real estate investor and he was starting up a website and doing um, multifamily homes. And, and I found out that he was a pilot and I've shared this story before, but I just think it's so cool. And I'm like, Oh, that's awesome. And, um, and I wanted to like run with that theme and he's like, oh no, I don't want anyone to know, like I'm a pilot and doing this on the side or that I'm like, uh, do you know what I mean? And I was like, but he was, as I was talking and asking him questions, he's like all the other pilots that are out there, they have money, but they don't know how to make it work for them. They didn't know that you could take money from your 401k and like invest it and, and do all these things to you know, create more passive income. And I'm like, no, I'm like, embrace who you are. Like that is your niche, right? Going after other people in that industry because you can talk their language. They, they know that you get them. 
and it's like his site now is like so friggin' cool. And he's got like his pilot outfit on in a couple of the pictures and like the sky in a plane. And it was like, um, but it's like people he's, he's going after a specific market of people. So for them, it's a no brainer because they know that he knows he, Oh, he's a pilot. He gets me. He can help me. He's been there, done that. It, it just makes it so much easier to attract and also to convert instead of being general and not not accepting your past experiences and really embracing and leveraging who you are. I completely agree. It's about humanizing you, your brand, yeah. being personal, personable, and you know, embracing you. And you really, it really does work, and it really does matter because, like you mentioned, you know, people want to work with people they like, people who mm -hmm. are like them. And yeah. yeah, we've seen that with, for example, you have celebrity agents who are embracing their celebrity NFL status, NBA status, whatever, and they're agents. They're embracing that part of it, right? And they connect with those kinds of people fighters and you know work people who work out they, they embrace it and you really can yeah. connect so much better imagine this let's say you have some just no, normal person there who's trying to get into um a pilots right and he goes i don't know anything about it i have no relationship to you how do i really connect with you if i don't know i can try to connect with other ways but you just mentioned you targeted pilots even though you had no no background it doesn't really work that well no but if you have a full experience in it you, you're doing it you love it you're, you share the passion and when they see that passion yes. in that they know you're you're also doing real estate they probably believe you have really good passion in real estate as well because you chose to do that as well Totally. And even if you think of like a woman that's getting into the real estate and investing and she wants to help other women fix and flip, let's say, and let's say she went through a divorce and was a single mom and she decided to fix and flip and then it like took off. Right. Well, embrace that. Like say that you're you want to help other divorced women or single parents like you can fix and flip like that can be your target niche not just women in general or not just anyone in general and you'll attract people so much faster and you'll connect with people faster exactly and how do you bring that into uh video and podcasting like how, why does it matter how does it help what does podcasting do for the audience so podcasting is just like video here with you and i or live facebook it's a way of having a conversation and people feel like they're included in the conversation, even though they're not in the virtual room. And just like, like voice, right? Like you can tell someone's personality by their voice, by if it's video, obviously their body language. Um, you just like, you see their eyes if it's like live and you're like, Oh, that person's not for me. <laughs> you know, they're too loud. They're too silly. They're too whatever. But like, so you, you feel a sense of someone's personality and you hear their passion in their voice and you hear by the way that they're speaking, that they know what they're talking about. So it's, it allows you to create that more intimate relationship so much faster. And like the statistics of those that are uh, listening to podcasts, especially over the number of years is insane. And same with the number of people that are um, like binge listening on different podcast episodes or different podcast um, shows, I should say, or show types um, like they are fanatical and they will listen over and over and over again. And are the repeat listeners and they're loyal listeners. So anything that you give, they are eating it up. And any call to action that you share, 
the more that they digest, the more likely they are to take that next step. So it's almost like the fast lane to getting that conversion and building that relationship and nurturing them versus any other platform to me. I completely agree. Like, and I think podcasting is a long-term goal, a long-term yes. benefit, and it's basically educational value and sharing that. And I see here, even for us, like we're doing podcasts every week and we've done 34 plus episodes and each episode is hour long. But when you notice the statistics, people are actually watching, listening longer and longer and longer yeah. and they're convert, uh, converting better. They're talking to you more. They have relationships directly with you. When they call you, you can actually sense a presence that they, they feel like they know you because they've been listening so totally. much. And I've seen friends who have who've been listening to our show and like, I haven't talked to you for many years and I'm glad that you're listening. I'm glad you found out about it. And I'm surprised you're listening because I know you don't directly are involved in real estate, but yeah. you have an interest in doing more with it and learning more about investing. I'm like, well, wow, that's kind of cool that even friends will listen in and share that. And then over time, they reshare the certain episodes they want to with other family, friends, and referral business comes in, right? Because you've been adding value for years to them. I know it is great. And I find that it's, it's really nice hearing other people's stories as well, because you don't feel so alone. You're like, Oh, they, they went through what I went through. Um, I mean, yeah, you still get like golden nuggets and tips and strategies from people. And, um, but it's like, you get the insight strategies inspired by people, you connections, um, and then just that relationship and feeling like you're not so alone. Um, so it's like, you can like kill too many, so many birds with one stone, so to speak. And then with podcasting too, it's like when you are, um, producing it and, you know, set it up in your host kind of a thing, it goes out to like iTunes, Stitcher, Google podcasts, you can go to YouTube and like, you know, tune in Spotify, iHeartRadio, like think about like all those people that are listening to all those different types of directories that will come across your show, um, you can just the exponential exposure that is available to you is like staggering. Exactly. And I think one example of that, let's say, for example, you're texting one person about information about something, but you told that same story on your, your podcast. And the fact that you mentioned you know, when you're doing a podcast, you're being able to launch it to how many plus different channels, multiples. Mm -hmm. And when you're adding Facebook and YouTube live to it as well, you're doing many different ways of versions of the same story. And the fact, for example, me and you, we're doing Facebook, YouTube live right now. And mm -hmm. it goes to our Facebook group channels. And then once we finish a show, it goes to podcasting, goes through every single podcast um, link and is syndicated throughout yeah. over, over time. That's exponential growth. Totally. And and the replays on that alone and the reshares, right? Absolutely. And, um, and, and just like the, it's just the amount of people that it's touching and the statistics, I wish I had brought some with me, but the statistics of people that listen longer and are loyal and that actually take action from podcasts is growing. Mm -hmm. So it is proven that it works. You just can't expect to like, get a podcast going and after a month be like, you know, why haven't I sold out my program or, you know, why haven't I made a deal yet? It is a long-term game and it does take a while to kind of gain traction. The other thing that I love about it is podcasting is that it opens up other doors because people see you on podcasts. They see if you're hosting, um, they hear you speak and they're like, Ooh, like that person is an expert. It's kind of like when someone has a book, 
it's an instant like, ooh, there's somebody kind of a thing, right? It's just that that sense. But it also opens up invites to like being a speaker on a summit or a virtual conference or, you know, back in the day, <laughs> we actually went to events live, um, like speaking on stage, like it just opens up those doors for bigger opportunities that even up levels your authority status, which is amazing. Yeah, I completely agree because I, I actually love that. The fact is, like, you know, we only done 34 episodes, but even in that time period, we're already booked out for the next two months. People are Sweet. coming to us and they're booking us. They're like, yeah, yeah. Hey, I love, like for you, example, like, I would love to be on your show. I'm like, great. You know, I'm surprised you guys heard about it and love it. And that there's so many people around the world. Like, we're going to all these different countries around That's the world. Awesome. And they're joining into the show because they go, Hey, I would love to share with you, with your audience, provide value, yeah. show you what we do about in real estate. How can we help your audience? How can we help you? And the connections alone that you mentioned, you're being able to network with a completely different group, a group yeah. of people who love video, who love podcasting, who love to share educational value and provide knowledge to each other's audience with no, um, you know, personal beneficial gain, you know, just trying to help each other. And that alone, the connections alone mean tremendously because in normal sales, you have this opportunity to be a global, yeah. have a global audience. And some people, um, like there's different goals for different types of podcasts and such, but um, I've even known um, it was a web company and they like only dealt with like local businesses, right? And so they had a podcast and they invited different um, business members in the community onto the podcast. Well, of course, they gained them as a client. So it was actually used as a sales strategy. And then obviously they're like, ooh, I was on interviewed on a podcast. They're going to share it with everyone and it's going to go on social. So it's, you know, they're like, it's like, ooh, you're running a podcast in your community. You're like a, a movie star. You know what I mean? Um, but just um, making those connections and having those people on their show, even though they weren't wanting to like go global or, you know, have like a thousand downloads, um, it enabled them a foot in the door for different businesses and to start that relationship and gain more sales. So it was actually a sales strategy, which when you are more of in a local area versus being online and global, um, it's a kick-ass strategy. It is. And I think that's one of the best ways too. like as a guest, you when you go to many different shows and you're speaking about your story, your values, your business, your um, what you're trying to provide and people see that they more likely want to work with you than the business next door who doesn't have any presence. Totally. And they can already get to familiar with you. Like, I like the way he talks. I like the way they, they work. I like how they're trying to help me figure out anything about remodeling, investing, whatever it may be. Yeah. Like, that help that helps a lot. What are some of the telling I was even telling uh like I don't normally I don't deal with um residential real estate agents or anything, but I just happen to be talking to one someone. I'm like, wouldn't it be cool if you had a podcast in your local area? Because then you'd be seen as like the you know movie star, highfalutin, you know, and a real estate person in the area and you interview all these different businesses and um, associations and had them on your show it would gain you so much exposure, but also make you feel like you're the hub of the community and you know everything that's going on and you're trying to help these business owners. It would just like up level your status and everyone be like, Ooh, there's that real estate agent that does a podcast. Um, and again, up levels, it just up levels your, um, 
your status in the hub. That'd be so cool. And that really works because even in in our team, we have one of our agents. He does uh, four episodes a week, and by wow. doing that, in his second year in business, he went from ten million dollars at Keller Williams. He went to forty three million dollars a year with us wow. as a solo agent, and that's yeah. because his use of being social media, doing yes. videos, providing market updates, knowledge about industry, new developments, talking about everything in of value to everyone. His audience went from zero to six hundred and fifty within one year on YouTube yeah. already, and the the podcast. Is just going up, talking yeah. to experts around the world and providing value in those interviews alone is creating tremendous referral business and income, lead generating inco uh, incoming business just yeah. by doing that, having a voice and speaking what you're already doing every day, anyways. Yes. I know. I love right? those stories. That's that is amazing. And that power alone, the realization that it matters and it makes sense and it's time driven, like it's a long game. Yeah. They know the the real beneficial value of that alone. Absolutely. So yeah, so it's like, I just wanted to drive home that you don't have to be, you know, the type of business that deals with people on the other side of the country or you need global or national attention. Um, it, it, it can work for anybody. Yeah, and I think the way you look at it is that when I make these videos, the way I look at it is like, I'm just try trying to provide value to one person. As long as yeah. one person gets value, I did my job, right? And if 100 people look at it, great. If one person looks yeah. at it, great. It doesn't matter to me. It's just here to educate and to also to connect with you, uh, with other audiences, and just to get to know each other, right? That's I know. I totally agree. And that's how I felt too. And then it's like the leads were coming in. I'm like, oh, how'd you hear about me? Oh, I heard you on a podcast. I'm like, sweet. <laughs> um, but then also like, because I am on stage or, you know, on podcasts and doing a podcast, there's that level of authority where you, you can charge more. Do you know what I mean? Um, so there's that level too, where if you have that sense of authority and credibility, um, know your worth and that you can change your rates for whatever it is that you do and charge more. Um, because you have more value. Exactly. And going to be doing, you know, this also prepares you to be on stage as well, because when mm -hmm. you learn to have great conversations, you learn how to be dynamic, provide value, be funny, and just have good conversations and show the audience, whether it's physical or virtual, that you know how to take, you know, extract the questions you want in the information and to help showcase the audience. Here's all these things you can do for yourself, for your life, for your business. You know, here's how we want to help you. And they, they, People pay attention to that really well. They do. And if, yeah, absolutely. And if if you're like, if I'm looking for, I don't know, an accountant, let's say, um, and I go on their website and on their social media and I found out that they're an author and that they've been on podcasts or they were involved in some summits, I'm like, clearly they're an expert. I'm going to hire them versus going somewhere else who it's just kind of like mediocre. And I'm like, it's just that sense of trust factor, right? It's like instant. It's like you're skipping that line so that you're attracting them and converting them faster with the power of your authority. Exactly. And I, I think one of the great examples of that is like, for example, for agents, when you're going to a listening presentation, and if a person has been watching your YouTube, your Facebook, your podcast, and listening to you throughout time, and they're ready to sell now, and you go there, they're more likely to sign with you and help know the fact of what you're going to do already. You don't even have to say anything. They're just going to sign because they already know how you're going to help them. First, mm -hmm. someone else who comes in who has maybe a mediocre or no branding or no marketing, or maybe a little bit but they haven't been heard at all and you don't know them, you're going to have to earn that trust yeah. that relationship and build upon it. And that's going to be way more challenging than it is for a person who already has a social media presence. 
Agreed. Absolutely. And that's where it's like, you know, your branding, your messaging, like if it's consistent on your website, the content that you're pushing out, it's just that that first impression is so important and they feel like you're the authority. They're in the right place. You're the solution. It's a good story here. Uh, one of our agencies, she came over from Keller Williams. She's been in business five years. She did pretty well over there. But within the first year, what we did with her is we did a full rebranding for her. And she right. mentioned, okay, I'm normally in the $1 million range, $1.2 million range. She says, I would love to be in the two, three, four million dollar range. Okay, let's do this. Let's work on you. Let's figure out your goals. Let's figure out your personality and your brand. We rebranded her. We helped her scale her social media platform out and create content marketing throughout the year. And she started hitting two, three, four million dollars multiple times throughout the one year and jumped way over 25 million dollars solo and she's like wow this works i thought i don't i didn't believe in this as an investment i thought it was expense and i didn't believe i needed to add this yes. kind of value but when she did it she realized people say hey for some reason i see you everywhere you're all over the street you're yeah. all over the manage you're all over online you're providing all this value i want to work with you i don't know why but i just feel like i and just Absolutely. back to back listing and two three four million dollar ranges like why didn't know that works it just it's she powerful. You. yeah her personality is brilliant it's great she's funny she's nice she's caring she works harder than anyone anyone so that yeah. matters right but no I one know. knows Some if you don't tell them afraid, they're afraid to put the like pictures of themselves or videos or just like afraid to put themselves out there yeah they're like oh i'm too young i'm too old i'm like doesn't matter you're just trying to find your target audience of who yeah, wants yeah. to work with you that not everyone wants to work with you we all get that you might not look a certain type they want that's okay yeah. or you might not sound it that's okay find your niche right so you know in podcasting what are three key components to launch a successful podcast um one of them is being organized <laughs> <laughs> and um, knowing all the steps and the, the systems for launching a podcast, making sure that you are out there on all the directories. A lot of people think, oh, I'm on iTunes. I'm good. Well, just think of all the other people that are listening to Spotify, iHeart and all the other ones. Um, and then also um, making sure that you're publishing it on your website and that you have like a post with your podcast, the audio you do need to have show notes and content on that page in order to SEO it and, um, you know, target a specific keyword um, to get more traffic to your website and those pages um, and making sure that you're promoting it everywhere. It's funny. Some, so many people um, will do like a couple of posts to share that they went live with a podcast and then that's kind of it. Um, but you can send an email to your list. You can do an article in LinkedIn. You can do an article on bigger pockets or other mediums like that. Um, you can do a little video about the podcast episode and then link to it. You can do take little snippets. I call them uh, snackable bites. But like think of like in an episode, how many statements, facts, statistics, or quotes that are from a podcast episode that are like helpful, you can take and pull those out and make social media posts just on those pieces. You can take little audio snippets of the podcast episodes and put them out. You can put stuff on IGTV, make IG and Facebook stories on them. There are so many ways to leverage that content. Uh, a, so you're not killing yourself, build another content. Um, but also it's just pushing out that traffic 
and that exposure for the podcast or podcast episode um, so that, you know, gets more eyeballs and get more listeners and so forth. And I think a good way to explain this for the, um, the real estate audience in a, in a different way is this. We know you're busy. We know you don't have time. You're overwhelmed. You're doing so many things, COVID going on, life's going on, family's going on. Take it this way. Start with just doing one episode a week. That's mm-hmm. just, just one. It can be a Facebook, it can be YouTube, it can be all, it can be podcast. Just do one a week. And the way you break it down is this. Just have a time block schedule. Like, hey, for example, I do it on Fridays at 10 a.m. That's just my time on free. I don't, yeah. I would love to do it another day, but this is my free time. I don't know who's going to listen. It doesn't matter. I'm just going to do it Friday at 10 a.m. once a week. I'm going to think about a topic I want to talk about with my audience. Uh, for example, today, podcasting, right? Um, and then the next goal about that is like, well, I don't know how to do SEO. I don't know how to do all this other keywords, everything else you mentioned. Don't worry about it. Just start executing and starting is the most important thing. Yeah. Start and do it and just do one episode a week. And then as you grow, you start feeling better and you understand that, Hey, this is actually adding value. My audience is starting to message me about questions. Okay, great. They just ask you a question. Use that as your next episode. Mm-hmm. Just keep building upon it. And as you learn, and as you start getting more business, what you do is allocate some of that business money to getting a VA to help you say, hey, help me stay organized. Help me add keywords. Yeah. Help me add titling. Help me add show notes. Help me go back and edit it. You don't have to be perfect on day one. You just no. have to add 1% of value every week and slowly increase your, your information and value. That's Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Well, they progress over perfection. Yeah. Progress um, over perfection. Yeah. Execution over, you know, perfection. Yes. And you just got to get started. Um, and then again, like contract out, it's like, you know, we do all that stuff, the launch production and promotion and leveraging, um, getting all the stats and optimizing all that good stuff. Um, so for, you know, what you do want to accomplish, but don't have time for, you can obviously contract that out. Um, so that all you have to do is record and then the rest is done. <laughs> so that's a good example too. So let's say, hey, I'm, I'm a pretty good successful agent. I have some money to spend. Should I spend on Facebook ads, Zillow ads? Should I spend it in real estate content marketing, podcasting? You know, I think a great way is, for example, talking to you saying, here's the benefit of investing in content marketing. Here's mm-hmm. why it matters. And here's how it's greater, in my opinion, is greater than doing Zillow ads or Facebook ads for the I long agree. term and how it adds value. So when they talk to you, they go, okay, I I see that it's an investment. It's not an expense. How do I get started? What do I need to do? How much time is it going to cost me? How much money will it cost me? Mm-hmm. And then how do I track my return on investment over a year period? You know? Yeah, absolutely. You just got to get started. And as long as you have a goal and you know what your your needs are and what you want to do, like don't worry about the implementation and like the logistics and the nitty gritty because other people like you don't have to figure it all out on your own. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think a part about that too is like, you know, a lot of people start and analyzing and they have paralysis analysis. They don't know how. I think the first step is just contact you and just ask questions. Yeah. Hey, I'm interested in learning more. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to ask. I just want to learn more about how do I get started because I know I want to grow my business. I know I want to provide value and I want to see a return on my time spent to grow this. But I think the opportunity is there and it really does work. And you listen to all the biggest uh, uh, people out there. They're talking about how this does matter and video marketing podcast marketing is 2021 and beyond as we go into the global virtual local space that you need to have an audience and how big is your audience now and how big could it be if you add it in uh social more social media more video podcasting right 
Yeah. And I do have um, on my website, uh, smoothbusinessgrowth.com in the free resources, I do have a guide of like how to launch a podcast, steps you through all the pieces. So you kind of know up front what's involved. Um, I have a guide about um, how to promote a podcast in like less than 40 minutes. Um, so if that's helpful to anybody, like by all means, uh, go grab it. So make sure you guys go to smoothbusinessgrowth.com to grab that information and just start looking at it and start trying, start asking questions. But, you know, in podcasting, who's actually, are people actually listening to podcasts for real estate? Isn't that boring? You know, Lindsay? <laughs> no, it's not because we're here. No, yeah. it's um, a friend of mine actually has real estate investors podcast directory. And if you Google like real estate investing podcast, it is amazing how many podcasts out there and some have different focuses, right? Like I know like Whitney Sewell has one that just about syndication and um, Scott Carson has one just about notes and there's different nuances and some of them are just like mindset and motivation and some have a marketing focus and some don't. So it's just finding like what host and what show like and you, right? Like there's just who are you connecting with? What's giving you value um, they are, they've been around for a long time and that's the beauty of podcasting. You could like be a book binder and I bet you there is a podcast on bookmakers. <laughs> <laughs> I bet there is. There's I bet there's everything out there. Exactly. There is it's out there. And I think about it too, is like, you know, your podcast can be localized. It could be national, it could be regional. You don't know until you start doing it. And then when you start doing it, you'll see who your audience is. You'll see who yeah. it starts listening and no, it takes time to grow, especially the first hundred is the hardest. And oh, the first yeah. thousand, and after that, it just go, right? And it's time to get there. And you have to pave the way and you know grind through it. But you know you're adding value, you're having fun, you're educating yourself and sharing value. So that's all that matters. You know, it's it's fun. It's a lot of fun doing this. And meeting so many people. I've made some that like I have a friend in Finland who like we still connect with years later and Facebook message and have meetings every now and then. And it's like I, I just never anticipated that part of it. Do you know what I mean? Like to make actual connections with people on the other side of the world. Yeah, um, real it's cool. It is because, for example, you're in Canada and I'm in San Francisco. And the fact that we're talking, I just had a one hour conversation with you. Would I have done that over the phone? Maybe, but it would be a lot harder. Would I have the yeah. same connection relationship with you on a phone or on a text or an email or in a messaging? Yeah, Not really, right? This podcast, this video, this conversation live, everyone gets to share it. The audience gets to see yeah. how we're having fun just chatting about real estate, about podcasting and social media. Absolutely. That's, that's better, and right? like, and I'll be sharing it with my e-list and on social and so forth. And so you're able to get more exposure on those channels and likewise about me on your channel. So it's like, you know, and she told two friends and so on and so on. Um, so yeah, as long as the guests and the hosts and everyone's sharing as they should, it's, it's all good. It's amazing how many people don't share and they forget the host forgets to tell the guest or the guest doesn't do anything with it. I'm like, what? <laughs> <That's> crazy <laughs> to me. <laughs> Exactly. And one thing people don't also realize this too, you know, our guests throughout time, when they, they also watch the episodes too, they also share the, Hey, I would love to talk to Lindsay. I saw her yes! on the show. I want to book her on my podcast. Yes. And versa, that network effect just keeps compounding. Like there's so many people who want to just work with each other, especially in this kind of atmosphere, yeah. this audience, right? That is a great, great point. And I've had people reach out and it's like, Oh, you had this person on your show. I'd love to have them on mine. Can you connect them? Or like, who do you know that like, even if you ask me, like, who do you know that would make a great guest on my show? And then I could share you a couple of like 
you know, intro email and connect you with some people. And it's like, you're just able to network that much faster and get to know other people and make connections and expand your circles. Exactly. So yeah, great point, Lindsay. So anyone you know, Lindsay, uh, from your episode, <laughs> I would love to invite them to our show and vice versa, love to invite them to your show. Yeah, it, we'll share the love. This is just how it works, right? Yeah, it does. And it's great. You get to talk to many people. We even talked to people who are doing, you know, millions and almost billions of dollars in real estate. How would you have talked to them otherwise? How would you yeah. have met them in person? You That's would not true. meet them. And they're in different spaces, even in California, right? You don't know. And you start talking and they're out there. They want to work, talk to people who are doing podcasts. Yeah. Just like us. Is there any tips uh, you'd like to give the audience before we sign off? Anything else? Um, Just to believe in yourself that you have the knowledge, that you have experience and you have the personality to share things and help other people. And just to really believe in that and you can be yourself. And, you know, some people think, oh, I don't really have anything to share. I don't know what to talk about. You like dig deep. You are worth it, and you have a lot of experience and knowledge in you to share, and you can help people. Completely agree, Lindsay. I think Gary Vaynerchuk put it one way. He's like, everything in life is technically boring. You just got to document it, and it, it, you'll showcase the fun out of it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, yeah, you're right. You know, like you have to make your day fun, and you just start recording. It doesn't matter. People will yeah. love it, enjoy. It. People will binge watch it. Just have fun. Yeah, That's all I want to see totally. you, right? I want to see you. So cool. Thank you so much for being on our yeah, show. I'm too. so glad to have you. So glad for you sharing your knowledge to our audience and to yours as well on everything about real estate, video marketing, and podcasting, especially. Uh, appreciate you here and we'll talk to you soon. Awesome. Thanks so much. Bye everyone. Bye guys. Thanks very much.